Peter is preaching here on the day of Pentecost, and he says, David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thine, thy foes thy footstool. <clears throat> the first thing that we have to remember is where our position is in the kingdom. And the next thing you need to realize is where the enemy's position is in the kingdom. Anybody got a footstool? All right, this is not a trick question. I'm telling you, okay? What do you, oh my. Are you that, have I got you that gun shy? What do you put under your footstool? Or what's under your feet? Your footstool. Right? Right? So your footstool is under your feet. Ask Ginger when she tries to reach something tall. She can't, she can't do it. Then I sing that song by, I can't remember Randy, what his last name was back in the early 70s. Short people got me. Short people got no reason. Do you know that's hate speech today? We're such a kinder, gentler world, aren't we? Yeah. The footstool goes under your feet. The Bible says, Peter said here that your foes will be your footstool. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm in the heavenlies. The enemy is under my feet. You got to remember that. If you don't remember that, write it down. Amen. Text it to yourself. Does anybody in here, anybody in here text to yourself? It's not, I do. Okay. If I do, that's normal. All right. I text to myself because I want to, I want to make sure I email stuff to myself. I even hold business meetings because I am a sole proprietorship business owner. I talk to myself at business meetings. And we've never not had a unanimous vote. It's always been unanimous. Glory. Amen. You got to remember where you're at. You're seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus and the enemy is under your feet. So why are you allowing him to give you so much trouble? Why are we allowing him to give us so much grief? But that's not what I'm preaching about today. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. That same Jesus whom you've crucified has been made Lord and Christ. That was the end of Peter's preaching. Now, when they heard this, who's they? They's a pronoun talking to the people that Peter was preaching to. When they heard this, they were pricked, they were cut, they were poked in their hearts and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What are we going to need to do here? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, my. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. 
This is just going to be a good, solemn doctrine message today. A good old doctrine message. Because the Lord said, I want you to do it for so-and-so. Then when I got here, so-and-so wasn't here. I said, well, what in the world, Lord? I'm going to have to have an emergency board meeting with myself. And then you walked in. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it could be you. <laughs> Amen. That was a trick question. Acts 2.40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. You know what? I am the only one who holds my salvation in my hands. I am the only one that can put me in church. I'm the only one that can put me in the kingdom. I'm the only one that can make the decision to do this. Or I'm the only one that can take me out of church. Listen, I love all of you. Look at everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor loves us. But there's not one of you in here that's going to make it so bad on me that I'm going to turn around on Jesus. I said I loved you. But I, I could get... Now, Brother Jones was born in Chicago. I was born on the East Coast. If you want to know where I came from, just watch Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram, and that's the cynicism I came out of. I'm still trying to get saved out of it. Amen. Nobody in here is worth my salvation. Even Amy Jo, I love her. My Lord, been with her a long, mighty long time. Hallelujah. When I think of, oh, Jesus. Just, whoa, hallelujah. You've been so good to me, Amy. But listen, if you decide, you know what, Tracy, I'm not going to live for the Lord anymore. I'm just going to backslide. I'm going to move to Texas. She keeps saying after I die that she's going to move to Texas and get a ranch. Let me know how that goes for her, all right? So if she decides, Tracy, I'm not going to be married any to you anymore. I'm not going to be in the ministry anymore to you. I'm going to Texas and get my ranch. Are you going with me? Probably not because you don't want me to go because you just said you was leaving me. But even, even that is not worth me losing out with God. Even that is not worth it. Look at Job. Look what Job went through. Even all of that is not worth walking out on Jesus. Amen. Peter said to save yourselves from this generation. You have to save yourself from this untoward generation. That's what he said there. There's his quote. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Acts 2.40 in the Amplified. Be saved from this crooked, perverse, wicked, unjust generation. Amen. There's all kinds of crooked people in the world. Don't think of any right now. Don't speak out any names. We found out one four years ago. Amen. Right? There's crooked people in the world. There's wicked people in the world. There's unjust people in the world. Save yourselves from the gen- this generation that has gone astray. The Bible said in the last days they would do the, th- they would call things that are wrong right. I'm paraphrasing. And the and things that are right, wrong. They're going to do things that don't make any sense. They're going to do things that are against against all kinds of all kinds of righteousness and morality. 
I mean, whether I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, I don't care if you're independent, I don't care if you're communist, socialist, I don't care if you're burn, feeling the burn, you know, the Democratic socialist with Bernie Sanders. I don't care if you're with many Mike Bloomberg. I don't really care right now. But I'm telling you, when a political party says that when a, a baby that's tried to have been aborted survives and it's outside the womb, they will not take measures to help that baby survive, that is wrong. That is wrong. And I know that if we, if I was north of the border, it'd be hate speech. But guess what? Abortion is wrong. We are pro-life. We love life. God is the giver of life and God is the taker of life. Amen? You know? Well, you know, you shouldn't be talking about politics, Pastor. I'm not. I'm talking about the gone astray world. I told you, I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're, never mind, hallelujah. The Lord just stopped. That filter's still in place, Lord. It doesn't matter. Life is life. Righteousness is righteousness. God came to save all those that were lost. Amen? He did not send, he sent his son into the world that the world through him might be saved. That's what the Bible says. God is in the saving business and the devil is into people going astray and the devil is into people being wicked and the devil is into people being perverse and unjust. The living Bible says save themselves, save yourselves from the evils of their nation. This is not a Christian nation anymore. Get that out of your head. Get that out of your mind. Get it off your lips. America is not a Christian nation. We are a wicked nation. We are as wicked as all the other nations of the world. We line right up there with Sodom and Gomorrah. And Peter said, you have to save yourself from this mess. I can't do it for you. If I could, I would. If I could, I'd do it for everybody in the world. But the Lord already took that spot. He already did it for the world. We have a chance to save ourselves through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. But here's what we deal with. I saw this on social media. This scratched my itch. Now, remember, now, I'm in a good mood this week. Last weekend, I told you, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, I said, the reason I didn't preach Sunday is because my wife said, you're too angry. Don't you, don't you preach next Sunday. Don't you preach in the morning to those people. You'll be mean to them. And I said, okay, you're right. But I'm calmer now. I'm medicated for your protection. Amen. Now, it takes a lot of milligrams for this size temple of the Holy Ghost. This is a mega church I'm building right here. I'm telling you. Now, but you know what? We're all tied up in the world. The world has us all tied up. There is a 0.0296% chance. That is not even three-tenths of one-tenth of a point. Is that right? That's right. Or at one-hundredth of a point. Yes. That your child will become a professional athlete. There is a 100% chance your child will stand before Jesus. Now, I was athletic. Amy was athletic. We produced some athletics. Marcus has had a good career in football. 
high all state wide receiver. But he ain't going pro. But he will see Jesus one day. We can work and do business and accumulate all the money in the world. But when the government says we're not going to, the value of the dollar is now zero. We've devalued it and it's down to zero. What are you going to do with all that paper? What are we going to do with all of the accolades that we get for all the education and all the degrees and all of the, you know, bachelor degree, master degree? And I'm not against education. I've got a daughter who has a master's degree. I'm not against that. What I'm saying is we have to watch our priorities. We have to watch where we place all of this stuff. Amen. Now, on the side, before I became a pastor, I was I had a, I have rental property. You know what? I have rental property that's setting empty right now because it's needing remodeled. Do you know that there are 12 to 14 hours of daylight that I could be working right now today on my rental property? But guess what? Well, that's because you're a pastor and you got to be here doing it. Oh, shut up. It's because I have chosen that if I take care of God's side in my life, that God will take care of the rest of my stuff. Amen. Because I've read the book and it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If I take care of Him first, He's going to take care of me later. Amen. Amen. I didn't go to Bible college looking for a bride. She found me. Hallelujah. You know why I didn't go looking? Because I figured that if I put my put my nose to the grindstone, that's an old saying most of you kids don't know today. If I did that and I worked hard, God would take care of the rest. He's going to send the woman I need. He's going to open up the ministry that I'm supposed to have. He's going to open the doors that need to be opened. He's going to close the doors that need to be closed. Amen. Some of you who are single, just enjoy your singleality. If that's a word, enjoy it. If it's not, you just got learned a little bit right there. Hallelujah. Just enjoy your singleality. Because if you put God first, if you if you treat God, if you're single and you want to be married, then why don't you court Jesus like you would court a man? Why don't you court Jesus like you would court your future husband? And I guarantee you, it won't be too long till Jesus is going to be, you know, he's going to say, hey, hey, nudge me, I'm going to bring in so-and-so. And he's going to come from somewhere where you never looked, somewhere where you never expected, someone who you never imagined, and is going to have all the attributes that you've always wanted. Do not go shopping down at, at, at Kmart and Sears for your man. You let God take you to the Mercedes dealership. You let God take you to the Lamborghini dealership. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Do not set yourself your sights too low. All right. All right. So we have to put up with all this stuff. We've got kindergarten kids out there playing soccer, don't even like to play soccer. Marcus, we didn't know if he was going to do anything in sports. He got out there, T-bone, just throw dust in the air. Say, oh, my Lord, what is going on here? We say, Marcus, do you want to play basketball? No. Gonna play this? No. I'm thinking, what is going on in his life? What is happening? So when he said, I want to play fifth grade football, really? Ooh, okay. So I take him to fifth grade football practice. Now, I don't know, I don't have a lot of time. 
but I don't sit there and watch practices. It's coming up. I feel it boiling. I really have trouble with parents who sit there and watch coaches practice. Leave your kid and go home. Go to Walmart and walk around and lose some of that weight. Get your steps in today. Come on now. Somebody better be picking up what I'm dropping. Is that how you say it, Danny? Oh, putting down. Somebody better be picking up what I'm putting down. Why do you have to sit there and watch Billy? Billy's going to be all right. Billy ain't going to die for an hour and a half if, you leave, if he leaves your sight. In fact, it might be good for Billy to get out of your sight so he can have a little bit of a life as well. Amen. And so, so the whole season of practice, practice season, we're going home on the last day of practice. And I said, okay, so Marcus, what position are you playing? He said, playing quarterback. Oh. Now, I had to ask myself, God to forgive me, but I and I didn't ask Marcus this, but I should have. And I said, Oh, you are you the backup quarterback? You remember that, Marcus? Yeah. Thank the Lord. I forgive me. Forgive me of it. I said, Are you the backup quarterback? Oh no. He said, I'm the starter. Oh. I should have went to practices. Well, praise God. Bill Brother Marcus got to be starting quarterback without me having to pressure the coach by my presence sitting there in that fat in that lawn chair. You see what I'm saying? And so all of this stuff is going on. Seeking the kingdom first, seeking the kingdom first. If you let God be first in your life, God will take care of everything in your life. He's the one that navigated and put the Niagara River to fall over Niagara Falls. He's the one that put Victoria Falls out there by Uganda. He's the one that raised up the Andes Mountains in South America and the, and the, uh, whatever they're called in America. What are they called in America? Yeah, the Rockies. That's right. Could everyone my geography? He's the one that put his finger and dug out the Mississippi Valley. Are you seeing what I'm saying? If God can do all that, he can take care of your spouse. He can take care of your bills. He can take care of your relationship. He can do all of this business because he is in love with you. But people get it backwards. We get it backwards. Well, I got to get Billy out there playing soccer at four years old because he may be the next Pele. Some of you don't even remember who Pele was. He was a good soccer player, Pele. Yeah? Pele is also the goddess of fire in the Hawaiian Islands. So there you go, Pele. Yeah. And there we go. And the kid don't even like sports. He don't want to be out there. But we, we, I, I, you don't know how many parents say, I gotta make sure that little Marcus gotta get to practice. He's four years old and he's gonna be the goalie. He don't even, he can't even spell goalie. How's he gonna be the goalie? He can't even spell it. But parents put all this stuff on their kids. They gotta go to the, here, they gotta do this, they gotta do this. The kids have to go to tumbling, they gotta go to ball practice, they gotta go to rotary. Hallelujah. They gotta do all of this stuff. And we put the kids up, we get them up, they're busy, they're busy, they're busy, they're busy, they're busy. And they grow up not realizing that there's really a God out there that someday they're going to meet and stand before. There really is a God out here. That's why God put you in this church today with this old nasty screaming pastor to tell you everybody is going to stand in front of God. It doesn't matter how little you are or how big you are. Everybody's going to stand before God one day. 
And Brother Josiah got baptized. Listen, he took home those Bible studies on baptism in Jesus' name, and they went through those, and he understood it. He did the the the, uh, the pamphlet on the Holy Ghost baptism, and I'm looking for God to baptize him in the Holy Ghost. Who knows what mission field old Josiah Brewer may go to? Now, you know, he's he's lived half his life in an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin calls me years ago. Can you run me to the airport? Oh, well, yeah. Where are you going? I'm going out to Utah. Going out to Utah. Nobody just goes to Utah. All right. Anybody here ever been to Utah? Do you just go there? You've got to be, there's got to be a reason. It's kind of like Toledo, Illinois. You've got to be going there on purpose. Toledo. You, you don't just end up there. I said, what are we going to Utah for? He said, I just bought a plane. Oh. All right. I guess you're going to fly it back. Yeah, I'm going to fly it back. It's going to take me about three days. I'm going to go up north of the Rocky Mountains. I don't want to go up over the Rocky Mountains because of the updraft. He began to explain it all. And I said, I'm just taking you to the airport, Dustin. Be careful. Went through Nebraska and somewhere else. I don't know. They finally ended up here. Gets married, has all these kids, and they just fly around. They just fly, fly, fly. Who knows where Josiah? He may end up. He may be end up like oh, uh, that one old missionary was Benny Demerchant years ago down in the Amazon River area in Brazil. You know what he was? He was a pilot, and he flew from place to place, and he held meetings and established churches all through the region. Who knows? Josiah may be one of these Holy Ghost filled missionary pilots that goes from place to place establishing churches while we use subways and cars. Josiah is using airplanes. Are you seeing what I'm saying? God. God has got his hand on us. Now, we're all going to see God. So we all must obey the gospel. All of us. We don't have a choice. Nobody's got a choice. All. Say all. All. Say it again. All. Now say it like a preacher. All. That's better. Yeah. All of us are going to have to obey the gospel. Every last one of us. As Sister Millie would say, Nick Brown's grandmother, every last stinking one of you. Italian. Brother Jones, you know Lee Stone King? Every time he came to church, Millie had to kiss him. She just wrapped her arms around him. She said, oh, I just love you. She said, if you were younger, she said. We had to say, Sister Millie, get a hold of yourself. Her real name was Carmelina. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do the gospel. None of us are exempt from the gospel. What is the gospel? First Corinthians chapter number 15. Paul was telling the Corinthian church, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, and you've also received, and wherein you stand, by which you're saved. Everybody say, the gospel saves me. The gospel saves me. The only thing that's going to save you is the gospel. T-ball ain't going to save you. Sorry. I've been through T-ball with four of them. I like it when somebody has one kid and they say they can't do such and such a church because they got a kid. <laughs> I said, I've had one C-section and three natural. What are you talking about? 
I got the scars to prove it. Amen. Amen. The gospel saves us. If you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Amen. That's the gospel. Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again. Whoa, that excites me. That turns me on. Amen. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. What did Peter say? Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall, shall, say shall, shall. It ain't, a, it ain't an option, it's a shall. You're going to get it. If you want it, you're going to get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want it, you're going to get it. How many of you are wearing clothes today? I tell you, this is an easy class today. It ain't a dr- Y'all wearing clothes. You're wearing clothes you like, so you went and bought it. Right? What you want, you get. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You want the Holy Ghost, he's going to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's going to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. Christ died. Peter said, repent. That's repentance. You got to turn from your sins. You got to turn away from all this trash in your life. I don't understand Christians today who think they're going to live like hell and end up in heaven. Now that's as easy as I could say it. I even coded it down. Why? People are going to go Commit adultery, fornication, lie, gossip. And then they're going to heaven. Their car was spotted at 15 clubs on Saturday night. And at church Sunday morning, they got a bumper sticker that says, Honk if you love Jesus. The devil has us all deceived into thinking we can live like we want say what we want, do what we want, and go where we want, and still make it to heaven. But my Bible tells me sin can never enter there. My Bible tells me that fornicators or adulterers, oh, it lists them all, or the effeminate, all liars. If you got trouble with lying, Revelation just called you out. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Liars. How in the world do we live like that? Christ buried, water baptism. Once you repent of your sins and say, I'm turning around, it's time to get a washing. It's time to take on the identity of Jesus Christ through water baptism. Paul said in Romans, we are buried with him through baptism. Amen? Y'all still with me? All right. And Christ, whoa, 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 Christ rose, received the Holy Ghost. You know what? I wasn't always this nice. Now, why are you guys laughing? Why? Why? Dude, I am nice. You should have met me before. Only one or two people in here understand the training that I came up under. I came up under old German training. Tell it like it is, tell it right to your face, and here we go. 
But I'm not like that anymore because I've received the Holy Ghost. He's working on me. He's making me kinder and gentler. He's making me love where I didn't want to love. He's making me tell the truth where I didn't want to tell the truth. He's made, oh, come on now, somebody. He's filling my cussing now with all the praising. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He's taking all the cussing out and put all the praising in. He's taking all the criticism that I had and all the cynicism and he's pulling it out of me and he's putting in long suffering and kindness and meekness. He's putting all that in there and I'm, I'm trying to be a better man and woman. Not a woman. I'm trying to be a better man of God. Better be happy about that. I dropped the woman part. Because that is that devil is a liar. Just trust me. Amen. Amen. What in the world? What are we doing? Are we obeying the gospel? Peter said repentance, water baptism, and receive the Holy Ghost. That's what he said right there. See it? Repentance. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You gotta wash those sins away. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So let's go through the book of Acts. I'm closing. I know you can't believe it, but I said it just so you feel good. Acts chapter number 8, Samaria. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. I don't understand it. I've been in churches that used to baptize, and now there's churches that don't even baptize anymore. There are churches in this town that used to baptize in water that don't baptize anymore. I'm not mentioning any names. Okay? I'm telling you this. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We always have water ready to go here. You ever have somebody you're talking to about the Lord and conviction hits them and they say, I want to be baptized right now. You just come on to this church because in about 27 minutes, we're going to have 200 degree water ready to baptize them, ready to go, ready to wash those sins away. Yes. They were baptized, both men and women. Acts 8, 15. Who, when they were come down, this is talking about Peter and John, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. All right? That they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Who's he? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Punch your neighbor and say, Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. You ain't got nobody to punch. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, Frank. Oh, Frank. We ain't saying what church Frank came out of, but they didn't believe in that Holy Ghost stuff. He came out of one of those Frigidaire churches. Amen. Cold and dying. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Frank gets the Holy Ghost. And I don't know. How many of you ever stood by Frank up here when he's praising and worshiping? But I've watched his old hands go in the air, and he just start taking off speaking in tongues like an old McCullough chainsaw. And I just say, listen to that Acostal. Hallelujah. He could be a Catholic Acostal. He could be a Methodist Acostal. He could be a Baptist Acostal. Hallelujah. You know, there are Catholic Acostals, don't you? 
There, are, there is a group of people called Charismatics, Charismatic Catholics who are baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Catholics, brother. I'm telling you, when God said he's going to do it on all flesh, God don't mess around. He's going to do it on all flesh. And guess what? If we aren't ready for it, he'll go on somebody else. He'll put it on somebody else. Just be, be patient, sister, up there. Just be patient, okay? Just be patient. I know. I'm not right now. I know. I know. Just hang on. It's okay. You're, you're looking good right up there. You're good. Oh, boy. Everybody say the Gentiles. Acts chapter 10, verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Brother, when you're in a, when your heart is right and you're in the right place at the right time, all you got to do is hear the word. The word of God is so powerful, it'll baptize you in the fire of God in a matter of seconds and your life will ever, never ever be the same again. Listen, I got it almost 40 years ago and my life has never been the same ever since. Once you get the Holy Ghost in fire, John said, I came here to baptize you in water, but he that cometh after me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to take off, he will baptize baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Oh, is anybody happy about having the Holy Ghost fire in your life in here? Otherwise, we're just going to another PTO meeting. I got to have some fire. I got to be in a church that's hot, not 95 degrees. I'm talking about Holy Ghost hot. Amen. People come into church all over America today dying from the neck down. Amen. Their hands don't go up. Their knees don't bend. They just turn their head and look a little bit, say a few words after somebody else. But I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. They got it in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. And can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them. Everybody say he commanded Notice he did not say, and Peter suggested, you know, since you've received the Holy Ghost, I would like to suggest to you to consider, maybe go home and talk to your wife. Right? Maybe you go home and talk to your husband about getting baptized in Jesus' name. No, 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 no. He commanded. He commanded. Well, what happens? I mean, don't force somebody. That's the word. Everybody say it's the word. That's the word. That's what the word says. We do what the word says. Aren't we a word church? Are we trying to be a word church? Then that's what the word says. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. They prayed him to tarry then certain days. So he hung around a couple more days. The elders of Ephesus, Acts chapter 19. The elders of Ephesus, Acts 19.4. Then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, Paul's asking them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they're like, what? We haven't, we haven't even got a, a newsletter from headquarters saying anything about it. Holy Ghost thing. What are you talking about? We're talking about. Have you received the Holy Ghost? We've been baptized in the John's baptism. Paul says John's baptism of repentance, saying that the people should, they should believe on him, which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody in here been baptized in Jesus' name? 
Oh, we're getting better. We're getting better. It's going, it's going higher. Amen. Amen. And then when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now, I don't have to get time to go into it right now because all of you need to go home and go take your naps, your Sunday afternoon naps. Some of you need to go home and weed eat. The lilies are popping up in the yard. You might as well weed eat them because they're just going to freeze to death, so take them out now and they won't suffer. Amen. Have you ever thought about that? If you take them out now, they're not going to suffer with the freeze. It's going to get 65 and it's going to get 70. And then you know it's going to go 30 degrees and snow on them. So just take them out now. Amen. Take, take your nap. Go home. What's going on here? They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Hallelujah. That Holy Ghost fire then starts churning in your life. And it starts making you a complete different person than you've ever been. Why are you preaching all this, Pastor? I still got water in the baptistry. It's still in the baptistry, and the water's still warm. I am so proud of Brother Josiah Noble Brewer for getting baptized in Jesus' name. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do in his life. Amen. And guess what? It is in all of our lives, that opportunity. Jeremiah 29, 11 is not just to put up on the wall somewhere and say, oh, God's got a plan for me. No, the plan is, God, what do you want me to do? Because now I'm walking in relationship with you. Now I'm walking in the power of the gospel with you. I do not have time to go into everything, but I'm going to tell you. Let me, let me give you a quick Bible study. These things right here, repentance, baptism, and Holy Ghost, go right along in John chapter number 3, verses 1 through 7, where Jesus told Nicodemus, Demas, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. For that which is born of the Spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said, except a man be born of water. All right, let's try it again. People all over the world are watching this broadcast, and we want you to look good. All right? Except a man be born of the and of the, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said that, water and spirit. Peter said, water and spirit. Philip said, water and spirit. Cornelius's house, water and spirit. The Ephesian elders, water and spirit. Family Worship Center 2020. Water and spirit. That's the gospel. You've got to have the water birth. You've got to have the spirit birth. We've got to obey the gospel. Oh, Lord. So today, everybody say today. Today. Yes. Today we have convened this holy convocation. Assembled ourselves together with the brothers and sisters of the kingdom. And we have to ask ourselves, you and I, the question, and how are we going to do this? We're going to have to get saved from this perverse generation. We're going to have to get away from this wicked generation. And let me tell you something. Once you start to get away from this wicked generation, this, this world has these, those tentacles that keep trying to pull you back. Keep trying to pull you back. Because they don't want you to be involved in the kingdom. 
They don't want you to be involved in life. They don't want you. They want you to be part of their crowd. They want you to be held in darkness and all of that business. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And the world keeps trying to pull you back. But the more the world tries to pull you, the stronger God's trying to pull you this way. Amen. We got it. We have to save ourselves from this generation that has gone astray. We have to save ourselves from the evil of this wicked nation that we live in, brothers and sisters. It's up to you and I today. What are we going to do in 2020? Amen. Let's all stand and give the Lord a praise right now. Somebody give him a raucous praise right now in Jesus' name. Yes! What's going to happen to us? i got to ask you this question. Have you fulfilled what we just talked about? Have you taken care of the gospel in your life? If you haven't, the water's warm. We got lots of towels and we got robes. You can leave here with a new hairstyle. Amen. If you've never been baptized in water, in the name of Jesus Christ, the water's here for you. If you've never repented of your sins in a part that says, I am turning my life today. I'm turning away today from those things that were wrong in my life. I'm done with them. And this is your day. If you'd like to be baptized then this is your day. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, today's your day. Fortunate for you, you are in the right place at the right time because you're amongst a bunch of people that believe that it's real, that believe that it will happen. That believe that it is for you. Amen. It's for you. My mind's going back to August of this past year and watching all those teenagers at Youth Congress seeking the Lord. I don't know. They had probably, what, 35, 30 or 35,000 teenagers. And all of them, most of them, you know, hey, you're going to have some people. But most of them had their minds on Jesus. Somebody said, I wouldn't send my kid to Bible college. They go down there and backslide. Not everybody's got their mind on Jesus. Well, everybody, every church you got, not everybody's got your mind on Jesus. Because we're still in the world. We're all still a bunch of sack of potatoes. Amen. All lifting their hands, seeking the Lord. Getting that Holy Ghost inside them. What am I saying? I'm saying you've got to have his presence in your life. You've got to have his presence in your life. Come on up here. You've got to have his presence in your life. So every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that your word will touch someone's heart today. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, someone who's dealing with baptism in their lives would surrender to you today and be baptized in your lovely name for the remission of their sins in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the power of the Holy Ghost come on their lives in Jesus' name. Maybe they need to find a place of repentance, Lord. Let them find that as well in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. If you'd like to come and repent, come on up here right now. If you'd like to come on up and get baptized, come on up here right now. Hallelujah. Anybody want the Holy Ghost? Come on up here right now. Anybody? Come on.
Hallelujah. Anybody? We got any takers today? We got any takers today? Anybody need to repent? Anybody need to get baptized? Anybody need to receive the Holy Ghost? The Lord's talking. What's he doing? What's he telling you? What's he working out in your life? Hallelujah. Come on, this altar's still open. Come on. Oh, Pastor, it's embarrassing to walk in front of everybody. Come on. Anybody else? Change everything and change all fears. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody else? Repentance, baptism, change everything. Repentance, baptism, Holy Ghost. Oh. 